The Rebbe says that in order that Yidin should have Oyre V'simcha V'sosin V'yikar, in the literal sense, that's if we have Oyre V'simcha V'sosin V'yikar, as the Chazal tell us what it means, that Oyre refers to Torah and V'yikar refers to Tefillin. In other words, that we learn Torah in a way that the Torah should be called Oyre, should be light. And fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillin, and so too fulfilling the rest of the Torah, because all of Torah is compared to tefillin, should be in a way of yikar, because the Pasuk doesn't say the word tefillin, rather it just says the word yikar, which means to say that it's not chaz v'shalom like a burden, or like we're trying to pay a debt, we're doing it as if there's no choice, and we're being forced, rather this is one of the most precious things by us, as well as the most honored thing by us, as the two explanations of the word yikar. And not only when, when one is locked up in his house, or in the base Aknesis in the Shul, or the base Medrash, but rather, as the Gemara says, that the Pasuk says, Vero, Kolamiyaras, all the nations of the world will see that Hashem's name is called upon you, and that refers to Tefillin, that means even when one is amongst the nations of the world, he shows them that the name of Hashem is upon him, and that he keeps it very, very precious. And he considers it so important, the fact that Hashem gave him this ability to fulfill the mitzvahs. And this is the only way that Yidin could have oir of a simcha of a in the literal sense, in the physical life, with children, health, and parnasa, all in a comfortable way. Says the Rebbe, this is understood not only from this Drosh's Chazal in Torah Shabal Peh, but this is also the simple meaning of the words in the Megillah Esther. When we learn the simple story of the Megillah, we see something very surprising. When Mordechai tells Esther Amalka to come to the king and to beg him and to ask for her nation, Esther Amalka argues and says, All the people know that anyone that comes to the king uninvited and not the way he's supposed to, has the death penalty unless someone that the king says um, stretches out his golden scepter. Then they live, and I wasn't called to the king ready for 30 days. So seemingly this is an argument according to Shulchan Aruch. A Yid was commanded not to put himself in danger, even in a place of a doubt, especially in this case, that based on the laws of the country, and the usual way would be, Achaz Dose, that they would be killed, unless in a very unusual case. Nevertheless, Mordechai argues, who knows, maybe this is the whole reason why he became the queen. It's possible the only reason why you have any connection to the government is only that you should be in this particular situation. That maybe, yes, you weren't called, and perhaps you're not allowed to go according to the laws of the king, and nevertheless, you're going to go and do exactly the opposite. Furthermore, the way she actually went to the king is exactly opposite in the way that it's usual, the custom in, by the king. Seemingly, if Esther wants to find favor in the eyes of the king, she wants to nullify the decree, what should she do? She should do all of the kinds of things that will find favor in the eyes of the king. Nevertheless, what does Esther say? That before she goes to the king, she's going to fast for three days, her and her maidens. And in other words, why is she acting in a way that's completely going against the government? Because Mordechai HaYehudi commanded, so he's the head of the Sanhedrin. In other words, this is what Torah is paskening. Says the Rebbe, this is the way how to nullify a decree and to bring about Torah V'simcha V'sasim V'ikar as we learn from the simple story of Megillah's Esther without even extra drashis chazal as they're explained in Torah Shabal and since it says that the days of Purim are always going to remain by Yidin and their memory will always remain by their children, it's understood that the first lesson that we have from the story of Purim is that the way that Yidin could last is not by not by having a sister, not by having a relative in the government, not by having someone by the king, not through Mordechai Yeshim B'Shara Melech, Mordechai himself is a prime minister or a great uh, prince. And not through Achashverosh, by the fact that Achashverosh was a Melech Tipeish, a fool. Or according to the other opinion, that he was, a, he was clever according to the two opinions in the Gemara. Rather, 
as much as we need it, we could utilize dark whatever the ways of na- nature. So that's fine. But that's as long as only if there's the main point to listen to the heroes of the Sanhedrin of, by the Yidden, even if it's not according to human logic, even if they say al smile on what's right, they say left, and what's right and left, they say right. And here we see, says the Rebbe, how much the Klippa is so clever in, in, its, in its craft. When it comes to the day of Purim, and we need to go publicize to the Yidden a message from Purim. So seemingly, since we have Megillus Esther, which is printed already as well, so everyone could see what says in it, and anybody that knows how to read and understand Torah Shabbat in the literal sense, knows exactly what happened in the story of Purim. So seemingly, every Yiddish leader, every teacher, every Rav should have been publicizing to Bnei Yisrael that the lesson that needs to be learned from Purim is that Oira is Torah, Simcha is Yomtev, the Simcha of Mitzvah. Sosain refers to Milo. That means we don't take into consideration the fact that this is a little child and he doesn't have an opinion yet. And we force him to go in the way of Torah and Mitzvah, in a way of of an everlasting covenant. In fact, it should be in a way of Yakar, that this should be what he's proud of. This is what, what gives him honor. So even when he goes on the street, you see right away that Torah and Mitzvah, this is what's, what's considered covered and Yakar by him. And to tell. Over that this is the de- our way in, in, in our Gashmi's the life in this world, when we fulfill the Hairois of the Sanhedrin, headed by Mordechai Yehudi, as explained in Poiskim Rishonim Acharoinim. Says the Rebbe, instead of this, since people had to go and print something in a newspaper, especially in an English newspaper. So they're afraid to print these kind of things. So then they change around the whole hero, the whole lesson. And they start learning from Megillus Esther how we need to be acting towards a dictator that runs his government without taking counsel from the Chachme Amadina, from the advisors, how he should run the country and how it should be Alpi Seichel. And instead of that, they don't mention a word about Shalachmanis, Matanis Lev Yoinim, reading the Megillah. And certainly they're embarrassed to mention about the fact, Says the Rebbe vein poitza peomitzavtsev, and no one says a word about this. And on the contrary, when they see these kind of things printed in the newspaper with this person's name on it, they think, "Wow, this is such a great kiddush Hashem because it's printed in a newspaper." The words of a rav that the lesson for Purim is that there has to be a democracy and we have to oppose all sorts of dictatorship. And with this, chasal masechta Purim, as if with this Purim is over. Says the Rebbe, in order to explain the great Indian of democracy, there's plenty of other people that could utilize their koyach for this purpose. But the Rebbe says definitely has, has nothing to do with Purim. The Gemara emphasized that after the miracle of Purim Akati, after Achashverish and Ahu were still slaves of Achashverish. Despite the fact that the miracle of Purim was a tremendousness, in a way that all the nations saw what was going on, and nevertheless, even after the miracle, they were still servants of Achashverish. Just like before the miracle, in other words, the dictator remained the dictator. He remained the one in charge of most of the countries in the world, like a superpower, and he remains that superpower. And the same Melech Tipish, the same fool, remained a fool as he was before. If that's the case, what did the miracle achieve? Then instead of the fact that originally they weren't allowing the Yidden to be Yehudim, and as the Gemara says, what does a Yehudim mean? Someone that denies Avodah now that Xero was bottled, the Xero was nullified, and Kimu Vikiblu Ayudum Aleim Vazarim, and now the Yidden are accepting all the things of Purim and Torah for all future generations. And not like those people that their Shito is, that children need to be educated. 
in a way that they will be able to be independent. And therefore, you can't force them to learn Torah and do mitzvahs without taking their opinion into consideration. They say, oh, we need to wait until they'll grow up and they'll choose their own path, as is the way with a democracy. If they'll want to learn Torah, they'll learn Torah. Or if chas v'shalom, the opposite. Says the Rebbe, this is the Ayra from one of the important things of Purim, that Sosoin Zumila. We do the mitzvah of Milo when the baby is only eight days old. And in truth, it would have been done even earlier, but we have to wait till he has enough koyach, as the Rambam explains in Moira Nevuchim, or as the Medrash says, we need to have one Shabbos first before he has the bris. And so too is regarding the general ideas of what happened with Purim, that they accepted upon themselves, not only upon themselves, but also al for their children, even though seemingly this is completely against democracy. And the reason is because when we're dealing with Torah and mitzvahs, it's in a way of avodayim, that we are the Abishta servants. It's not a democracy that needs to go up to an election and for votes, and we need to wait till the child is going to be a bardah, till he'll be 13, and then he will choose his path. And if he'll want to wait with learning olive bays and Torah and Yiddishkeit, then he'll learn it, and if not, he won't. And before that, you can't force him. Says the Rebbe, here is the story of Purim, that even when Yidin had a Beves HaMalchus, they had seemingly a sister in the house of the king, and Mordechai is Yoshev B'Shar HaMelech, and even the house of Haman was given to Mordechai. And nevertheless, Mordechai sends one letter, and a second letter, writing as called Toikef, writing about the strength and the importance of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, that you have to do it in a way, the way they were Moisir Nefesh on it, and generally in the way of being kaifer and denying Avodah Zarah, and only then is one called Yehudi, and this is the lesson from Purim. And not like the opinion of those people that want to start explaining things that have nothing to do with Purim, as has nothing to do with him, and nothing to do with his community, and the only thing they're doing it is only to find favor in the, to the, towards the outside in the nations of the world. Says the Rebbe, regarding the nations of the world, this is not the way that they are going to start fearing you. The only way is when when they see Hashem's name upon you, because if not for that, you, we are the smallest amongst the nations, and chesed the favors of the other nations is chatos, and the only way for the Lamb to be able to exist between the 70 wolves is only when when they see Hashem's name is upon you, and then then they will fear you. And how do, how do they see Shem Hashem Nikra Olecha? That's not necessarily Yom Kippur or Rosh Hashanah or Yom Tif and Shabbos. The Rebbe says, as someone wrote to me, the Rebbe says, I, the person wrote, I'm a weekend Jew. From Friday afternoon until Monday morning, he doesn't have to go to school. And therefore, he can be involved in matters of Yiddishkeit. But starting from Monday morning, he has to go to public school. And then he has to do homework, and then he has to rest, and then he has to play, and then he has to tap his friend on the shoulder and pat his friend on the shoulder, so he doesn't have time to be a yid until the next weekend. So the Rebbe says, of course, that's not the way. Rather, shame Hashem, Nikra Olech has to be all the time. And on the contrary, the situation of the yidin being like a lamb among 70 nations is on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Shabbos, and Yom Tiv, to a lesser degree than during the week of the rest of the year. And if on Shabbos, Yom Tiv, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, it needs to be noticeable that the Abishna's name is upon you, how much more so that it needs to be so during the weekdays. Another point, says the Rebbe, the Pasuk says, Yomim Yutzaru Echad Bohem. The Abishta gave us a specific amount of time in this world. The world is run by the Abishta. He gives every single person the amount of days and time that he needs to fulfill his shlichus. Not less chas v'shalom, but also not days to waste time that we shouldn't have what to do with it. And if this is true regarding time, the same thing is true regarding our koiches anefesh, our faculties of our soul and our body. That a yid is given a specific amount of koiches, of energy, a specific amount of words and thoughts in order to be able to fulfill his shlichus in this world, to be able to make the world a dira for Hashem. 
and when he utilizes his day and his opportunities, and the amount of lines that he could write in the newspaper, the amount of words that he could speak, and the actions that he could do, when he utilizes them opposite of the intention, so besides for the fact that it has nothing to do with Purim, as I said before, in addition to this, you're Rahman al-Islam losing out on the opportunities that you could have utilized that time, or the hours, or the minutes, in order to tell B'nai Yisrael that Oyra Zutayra Simchaz Ayyamtif, Sasan Zumila and Yikare Lutfilin. And especially, as I said before, that this is the opposite of the Kavana for which you are getting paid for your work. Says the Rebbe, the Eitzah for all of this is, by, in, by first prefacing that the miracle of Purim was in a way, that when the nations wanted to overpower the Eden, it became exactly the opposite, everything was turned around. How is it possible for Goyim to have power, overpower, to have Shlita, to have rulership over the Eden and be victorious over them? The only way is when the Eden himself gives them some room and some power inside of him. And that is the Goy inside of him, which is the Eitzahar, as the Gemara says in Shabbos, that what's considered the Kale Zor in the person that's the Yitzhara, when he gives the Yitzhara power over his, over his Neshama, his Nefesh Hashem is Bi Yisrael, which is a Chelek Elikam Imal Mamish, then it's possible that also the Goy on the outside could Chaz Vishalim rule over the Yid. But when the Yid does not allow the Goy inside of him, rulership over his own soul, so then automatically there's not, no possibility that the Goy outside of himself could also have any power over him. And then, the lesson that we learn from Purim is in the proper way. That just like then, the Eden had And the whole Torah is compared to Tefillin. Came to Yelano every single day, every single moment throughout the year.